0: Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast.
1: Hi, I'm Kim Salmon. I'd like to have a quick word about public radio, particularly 3CR. The thing about public radio is that it's more open than the more formatted types of radio to what's going on around it. So when you listen to it, you're more likely to hear a reflection of real life. And 3CR being in the heart of Smith Street, Collingwood, is a particularly good example of what I'm talking about. If you'd like to uh, subscribe, the number is 94198377. you
2: I ride because I'm addicted to the endorphins and to the adrenaline. I ride because the second my legs start turning circles, I become a happier person. I ride because I love to feel the wind on my face and listen to the birds and bugs. I ride because it stabilises my life and creates balance. I ride because going downhill at 40 miles an hour makes me feel wild and free. I ride because I can't cry and pedal at the same time. I ride because it allows me to play with the boys. I ride because I can go alone. I ride because even though I have ridden the route a thousand times I never know what is around the next bend.
1: We can leave here on a Friday Be back by Sunday afternoon No need to worry If you can't just travel light Got all I need to take care of
0: your doubts and hesitation
2: Just step back a little bit, ease up on the cadence. Time to relax and listen to the Yarrabug Radio Show here on 3CR. Streaming, podcasting, or listening on the transistor in the kitchen. Many thanks to Amy Goodman and Democracy Now from the Quarantine Centre of the USA. Our thoughts, and because we're on lockdown too, we our thoughts are actually with the Americans and with everybody else who is a victim or has found themselves in positions that they didn't want to be in. Anyway, we've got a good show coming up about how to amuse yourself when you're out riding in that little five kilometre zone of yours. Have you tracked down a little path you want to follow? We'll be speaking to Norsham Hussain about how he does it, which will be quite interesting. Faith is along. For the ride today as well and to share a bike market. I'll go first because I've got a big park around me where I don't think I've seen as many under-fives learn how to ride a bike in the last six weeks, which has been really quite fascinating. Watching the balance bikes, watching the children on bikes that are too big for them and they can't reach the brakes. That's always been interesting. But otherwise, that's been that's been the highlight actually, and I must admit, um, I've got a lovely ride. It's a bit solitary, though. I'm finding that um, there's not much chatter in between cyclists at the moment, where the little loop I'm riding on. But otherwise, we've had great weather, which has been good. Faith, what about up north? Must be something happening up there.
0: My bike moments, um, uh, it's a little moment of bike rage. I, I tried burbing which because with the, with the uh, restrictions, the only bike paths I can get to are really crowded. So I thought, well, time to hit the back streets and explore more of the neighborhood. But um, I have to say, burbing is not for me. It's,
2: yep.
0: I, I kind of thought, oh, it'll be like when you're a kid and you just do that exploratory riding locally, but it's not because you have this compulsion to do every street. Yeah. So it kind of takes all that fun out of it. And I just ended up, I found myself just rage riding through side streets, <laughs> fuming <laughs> and everything. And, um, but despite that, I'm still doing it because there's not many alternatives.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Noshim, what about you got something to share with us about that?
1: I actually tried burbing too. <laughs> it's the most boring thing ever <laughs> that I, that I ever did in my life. It was Seriously. awful. Yeah, it was actually quite quite awful because I don't really plan for it, and uh, most of the turns I go are into dead ends. Oh my uh. god, that was <laughs>
0: the most frustrating,
1: boring experience. In my- yeah, or oh, I. I We'll just cycle around my neighborhood to familiar paths. After So I don't get so frustrated with daydance. Well,
0: I have to say, Norsham, where you live, I wouldn't bother with Burbing either because you're, I think you're pretty close to the Churchill National Park.
1: Yeah, but it's more than five kilometers away.
0: Oh, okay.
1: Yeah, we were... Me and my mate were were there just before yeah, the street lockdown. Uh, came. Yeah, so too bad. I, I,
0: I don't feel so people. jealous now. <laughs> 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 I was, yeah, I was thought there's no way I'd be bothering with burbing if I had those, like, gravel trails handy. But, yeah, no, burbing, it's, it's interesting. It's some people seem to enjoy it. And I think some people love drilling down into the detail of working out their route beforehand. But that's not my thing, it's um. And yeah,
1: that's not my thing too.
0: No. And I, I have seen people, the other thing with Burbing is, at least where I am in Brunswick, it's inherently slow. Um, like you mentioned, a lot of dead ends, a lot of traffic lights, and uh, smaller streets, so in an hour you can't actually do an awful lot. Yeah. And I've yeah. seen some interesting burbing done where people seem to be covering 40 kilometres in Collingwood in an hour. So wow. I I think there might be a little bit of fudging going on. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I found one thing with uh, burbing actually, Faith, that um, – continual lovely hard rubbish is still coming out around my area. People are still cleaning up, which is funny.
0: Well, that's a different kind of burbing, isn't it? A hard rubbish ride is always a good ride. As, as yes, long rack. as your rack is big enough. <laughs> uh-huh.
2: And here lies the problem.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: uh, Look, um, it is, um, where, where did you come up with the idea uh, no, the sort of the whole the start the ride and the self-talk of the talk along the way? Where did you hit on that from? Um it actually started from
1: my friend in Singapore. He's they had a lockdown too, so every night he will cycle um maybe like hundred kilometers or two hundred kilometers and he start blogging and talking about random things happening in his, in his life. Then he he he. I say, hey, that's that's awesome, man. And I say, why don't you try it? Me talking to myself <laughs> <laughs> and cycling. People think I'm a freak. No, you should try it, man. It's actually quite quite good for the soul. Okay, okay, sure. So I tried it like once, and uh, then oh, this is getting. I don't know what to talk about, so I was just doing some work. Oh, why don't I invite my friends who to have a ride with me, although they are overseas. So I started my first um, Q&A, and it turned out quite interesting, you see. So it, we were we are actually riding in different places, but uh, talking about interesting stuff about their lives, about what they do or whatever because I know every every cyclist has a has a story that we don't know. An ordinary cyclist, but they have a lot of stories to tell. Their experiences, they are if, if they are like a family man or stay at home there or whatever. They're a lot of stories to tell. So I just go on with it until now. Yeah.
0: Now they're great videos, Notion and it's Interesting, like that with the first one, talking to yourself. Because I think when you do do a long ride, that's what you do anyway in your head, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, you, you have that yes. narrative, and and often you're even running through conversations with different friends, exactly. like you. Yeah. So you're you're really bringing that out so that we can all share it.
1: Yeah, it's quite. But most of the time for me. During a long ride or or climb, I'm always saying to myself, why am I doing
2: this? (laughs) (laughs) Why do we go through such pain? The eternal question. It's not about why, it's just you're there, that's it. (laughs) It, 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 um, Look, it's it's interesting. I'm I'm just going to make another connection. At the moment, because I've got a little bit of time, I'm beginning to read out loud you know, a novel and obviously it's very slow but it's a little, much like actually verbalising your thoughts, your inner thoughts on a bike and actually speaking
0: them. Yeah, yeah, that verbalising uh, gives it a different character. So, um Norsham, what do your friends think when you approach them about this?
1: Some of them like um, are you crazy or what? You want me to talk to myself on on my ride. No, no, no. I have questions for you. So you just answer them. Mm -hmm. Then even like two or three of them actually is quite satisfying talking to yourself on a bike alone.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And so just um, to explain for the listeners, because you're, you're editing together two videos really, aren't you?
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So it's you riding and asking questions or responding to their answers and them writing and responding to your questions. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's, it, it produces this, it feels very natural, but it's quite a complicated process.
1: Yeah, it's quite complicated because usually I will just write and record my stuff. I will send to them and they do their thing. And I even tell them that you can ask me questions if, if, if you want to. So I will usually do a, a, another right to complement whatever they have recorded. Uh-huh. Yeah.
0: On the yeah. same route? Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah the same route.
0: So and do you try and line up the right spot to respond? Okay,
1: yeah, I will write the same spot. I will try to remember where I...
0: Yeah,
2: yeah. There's a parked car that keeps coming up. <laughs> <laughs> Different question. I keep noticing the continual.
1: Yeah. <laughs> don't worry, man. The same trees are always there, so we <laughs> they're Always there.
0: So this really is a lockdown project because there's not many other times. I'm guessing with uh, you work as a graphic designer and you've got three kids. There wouldn't be many other times where you'd have enough time in the day to spend editing such a complex thing together.
1: I usually do that thing. Like, um, the kids are all having home-based learning. So it's home-based learning, graphic design, write and talk to myself, <laughs> edit at night. And I do that after that. Yeah, yeah. So I just find time whenever I got extra time to edit.
2: Notion, mm. yeah, yeah. do you find that... Uh, that the sheer act of being physically involved in pedalling the bike allows you to allows you to you know tap into that inner quietness sometimes. I'm going to make the presumption that the, the sheer physical uh, cadence and physicality of riding the bike allows you to actually the body's looking after itself. So you, the things do float into your mind a lot easier.
1: Um, yeah, I guess it works that way. Cause I'm, I I cycle. Psychop- as a form of exercise too, and sometimes in my interviews, I don't really plan what I want to say. I have the the basic structure, so as I pedal, and the inspiration will come, and just I will just shoot out the questions or whatever that I'm I'm interviewing. Eh?
0: Riding's um, I mean we all have experienced it. The way it loosens up your mind, yeah. And relaxes you, but also allows all these new thoughts in that don't necessarily come to you at your desk
1: correct and sometimes when when, when I write my mind goes like a bit out of this world and there are a lot of things that I want to say I don't really say verbally in normal life but I will say what I'm writing ah yeah like some like sensitive stuff that's maybe happening in Singapore or here uh, it just comes to you you know like oh this is this is wrong this these things that people are doing are wrong or not not necessarily doing in cycling or generally, you know yeah. a lot of thoughts come into my mind
0: and so maybe it's that that relaxation allows you to express anxieties or things that often we're not comfortable ex- so comfortable expressing,
1: yeah. Sometimes and you don't you don't talk to to people about certain stuff. You just keep it and you you listen to yourself, you know, arguing or <laughs> or what? Yeah. <clears throat> expressing your feelings in while you're riding. So it's it's a very different experience when you're alone and you're on a bike. Yeah.
0: And do you hear that in the responses you get from the people you interview?
1: Yeah, do sometimes you... I do. Yeah. Sometimes the responses are quite. I don't expect those kind of responses from certain riders, you know, because you know them as a person. But when you're they're on a bike, like I said, you think differently because your mind is open and there's no disturbances around. It's quite interesting,
0: and because they're by themselves, like if you were yeah. riding next to them, you know, you. I mean, it, you still get that interaction to some extent, but. People are still a little guarded. Whereas Yeah,
1: be, be conscious that you are there. Yeah. And if you do, they do they they maybe they um when they answer the question they they kind of answer what you expect, but not truthfully, you know? Yep. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And what's the response to the videos been like? You, you're sharing them on your Instagram at the moment. Are they on YouTube or anywhere else?
1: Yeah, they're they on my YouTube. But
0: uh-huh.
1: I think I've, they have more views on Instagram than mm-hmm. YouTube because most of my uh, cycling buddies are on, more on Instagram. Yeah, So they like, keep sharing the videos out. And a lot of people are kind of, kind of watching. I don't know how many people are watching, but yep. I feel good doing it, so it's fine. Yeah. And
2: obviously, people are looking a little bit deeper into themselves at this time. And it's yeah. like those nice questions.
1: Exactly. And people are doing a lot of things that they have not tried before. Like baking or sewing, or I know that a lot of people are starting to cycle because a lot of bicycles are actually out of stock.
0: Yes, worldwide yeah, shortage of bicycles. Yeah, <laughs>
2: <Here we> go. <laughs> you've got an overflow at your place, apparently, Faith. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> Never <I> enough. <laughs> so Norsham do you think you will go on making your videos even after lockdown has finished
1: yeah yeah I think I will I've got a few interviews lined up for my friends or some random sometimes I will just if I see an Instagram profile that's interesting I will just uh, DM them and whether they are interested to do a Q&A with me.
0: Oh, that's about cool. About
1: random, random things.
0: No, that's a great way of um, sharing the whole experience, but um, bringing a lot of personal insights into it. Yeah, so, yeah. Which is something else everyone's doing during lockdown, isn't it? That sort of memory banking. And <laughs>
1: yeah, as long as they're, they're not going crazy.
2: Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I'm always worried about getting a second opinion about that because so. <laughs> I'm, I'm stuck enough
0: <laughs> so Norsham um, lockdown aside what would be your favourite ride where you live normally if you didn't have the restrictions
1: mm, you know I would just um Right along Dandenong Creek Trail up to Dungala Forest, a mm-hmm. uh, loop and back. Yeah, there's, there's
0: some nice gravel. Give.
1: Yeah, because there are lot, lots of gravel
0: and trees.
1: Yeah, and not so because after in Dungala Forest, you don't have a lot of people, so that's that's awesome, man. Eh? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So if people want to take a look at your videos, we'll post a link up um, in the podcast, but where can they find you on Instagram and YouTube? Um,
1: Instagram is my name, Nosham Husaini, and in YouTube, also my name, Nosham (laughs) Kusaini. Yeah.
2: Look, it's just we once had a uh, we once had a bike moment about somebody singing and so or riding along, and it's something that I do and a lot of other people do, and it's you know that whole idea of um, verbalising and talking and using your lungs to talk and actually just emptying your brain. Sometimes is that lovely. I just find it that a really lovely moment, actually. Uh, and thanks for putting them up. It, it's, a, it's a good insight into actually uh, what riding can do. Mm. Thank you.
0: <laughs> and, and what I uh, also enjoy about them is today everyone tends to do things in very small grabs, whereas your videos and interviews are quite long and that people, they're responding in long paragraphs like there's there isn't that sense of it has to be a sound bite or a, a short thing there um you know they're things you can really immerse yourself in
1: yeah just like my, my friend who i asked him about his hair saw that one rambling <laughs> for his hair like, <laughs> i'm so surprised yeah I even texted him for men you can really talk about your hair, man. Seriously.
0: <laughs> <laughs> My God. Yeah. Maybe, maybe uh, he was really talking about something else, but we'll never know. Yeah, it's... yeah maybe. <laughs> <laughs> it's a metaphor, I'm sure. I can't yeah. say that. <laughs> Get on that bicycle and ride. Neath the sunny skies or along the ocean side. 3CR would like to thank our Yarrabug program sponsor, Vacro Second Chance Cycles, for their financial support. Second Chance Cycles is a fantastic community workshop that recycles bikes, trains people in bike mechanics, and sells bikes to the local community. To find out more, Google Vacro or drop in to the underground car park Harmsworth Street, Collingwood, any Thursday or Friday bicycle and ride Neath the sunny skies or along the ocean side. Many thanks to Norsha Masani for joining Val and I today to talk about the videos he's been making his Q&A videos chatting either by himself or with friends from uh, all over the globe while riding their bikes highly recommend you check those out Just a couple of things I wanted to mention before we go Starting next weekend on Saturday the 29th is this year's version of the Tour de France. A bit later than usual and without some of the uh, big names that we've been seeing over the last few years, There's some changes at the pointy end of the tour. What I'm particularly excited about is that Dr Brady O'Donnell has joined the SBS Tour de France team to provide in-depth analysis on different of the tour and I don't know how many of you know but Bridie O'Donnell is a ex-professional cyclist she joined women's teams on the European circuit she's been a long-time advocate for all women's cycling particularly after her experiences on those teams and will be an excellent commentator she has great all round knowledge of cycling Um, So really looking forward to that, kicking off this weekend coming. And just uh, one last thing I thought I'd mention. So riding around recently, I've noticed there's quite a bit of wattle out, which we know is a sign of late winter. And I've also been reading a lot of stuff from the 1890s. And there's a really big connection between cycling in the 1890s and wattle. In the 1890s cycling boom in Melbourne, from about 1895 onwards. At this time of the year, cyclists would leave Melbourne and often come back with their bikes completely festooned, as they described it then, in wattle. It started off with people collecting a few sprigs, but then it becomes this sort of challenge to see how much wattle you can clothe yourself and your bicycle in. This goes on for a couple of years. and Increasingly, there's this discussion about how wattle trees because they're having all their blossom removed for them from them at the crucial time of the year by cyclists are going to become extinct and we won't see any anymore and so by 1897 1898 you're getting this letters to the age and an actual movement a call on the league of Victorian willmen to back a movement to stop cyclists collecting wattle because they're going to be of the wattle tree. And wattle trees at this point are part of an important industry to do with tanning. The bark is used in tanning. So it's not purely about uh, um, protecting the tree but protecting an industry. But more than that, it's a a time of a, a rising interest in an idea of what it is to be Australian. And the wattle tree is becoming a symbol of a native plant that... Australians can identify as one of their own and that becomes very significant to them. So there's a lot of discussion in the media in the 1890s about cyclists and wattle trees and a lot of blame aimed at cyclists about them being solely responsible for the destruction of all the wattle trees around Melbourne. Until a few people start pointing out that the reason cyclists are the only people who can bring back wattle is that everyone in Melbourne used to do the same thing so all the wattle trees within walking distance are already gone all the cyclists are doing is perpetuating the same behavior that Melbournians have always had now their wheels give them an advantage in being able to go a little bit further and get to those spots that the pedestrians hadn't already been able to reach. So it uh, it wasn't a particularly, as it turned out, cyclist thing to denude the wattle. It's a Melbourneian instinct, apparently. Um, Thankfully, 120 years later, we can say that the wattle tree survived and there's something we still enjoy in this late winter stage in Melbourne. Uh, But I think if history can tell us anything, it's best that it's to look and to enjoy and not to pick. That's all we have time for today. You've been listening to the Yarrabug Radio Show on 3CR. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.